Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tanky, loan originator, NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On a Mission Podcast. I'm Dina Frank. And I'm Kelly Tanky. And today we are going to talk about what's ahead for the real estate market. Um, we kind of covered, you know, the, <laughs> I think as Kelly put it, what's in the rear view mirror with for 2020 stats. Yeah. And so now we're going to look ahead to 2021 and we're going to break this into, I'm going to talk about what like the, you know, what my side of things is today. And then next week, Kelly will share where mortgage rates and all of those things are going to go just because yeah. we know it's a lot of information and we want everybody to be able to digest it. So it'll be, it'll be jam packed full of all the goodies that you want to know for this upcoming year. And what did we say, Dina? Um, so it was 2020 looking in the review mirror and 2021 looking ahead through the windshield, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. We're looking at the windshield. We're looking ahead. I Before we it. get started, Dina, how are you doing? Oh, I am excellent. I'm very, very good. Although I'm cold. Good. You know? Yeah. It could yeah. be a little warmer, but how are you doing? <laughs> I am good too. It is definitely a chilly day here in the Twin Cities. And what is really ironic, and I just saw this, I don't know if you saw this, maybe you even posted it on Instagram, (laughs) but um, somebody down in Texas, because you know, Texas is getting hit really hard right now. (laughs) And it's Mm -hmm. funny because I have a bunch of friends that live down in Austin, Texas, and I'm getting like all of these pictures of like the snow on the ground and people like snowboarding through like behind cars and trucks through downtown Austin. It is a gong show. Anyways, this guy (laughs) goes, listen here, Midwesterners. Let us have our day, okay? Let us have our time. We don't experience this. It is friggin' cold right now, and we know you. Ha- we know you deal with it all the time. But just let us have our time right now, because we cannot handle this, and we're trying our best. <laughs> I just thought, oh my yeah. god, do you even understand? It's negative. We wake up and it's negative zero. Like it is below zero right now. Okay. <laughs> just relax. It is oh interesting though, because they just, you know, they don't build houses for like, they don't have the same insulation that we have. You're right. They don't they have don't. the equipment. So I do think it is a strain on their system, but yeah, they can enjoy <laughs> it too. You know, we'll, we'll share our weather with them. That's just fine with us. I know. 
here you go. We're going to just dump all it at you. Just you take it. We don't need any more here. You take the rest. <laughs> Jeez. It has been a long stretch of cold. Let's just say that. It has. But I'm, we've been spoiled. We've been we spoiled. Have been. We, have we really been. have been fortunate to have a very, very mild winter. And so for this, you know, what week and a half stretch that we've had of, you know, basically zero degree weather is I will take it for now. And I'm thankful that this upcoming weekend, we're going to hit thirties. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it was it'll feel like a heat wave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was funny. Cause it was like the first weekend it was cold. Everybody was like, oh, I'm just going to stay inside. It's so cold. And then it was like by day, like three, it's like, well, I got to move on with my life. Like it's still yep. cold, yeah. but I have I still have to, to. life goes on. Errands need to be accomplished. We're getting out there. We're doing it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, it's all, all right. good and it is going to start warming up. So let's dig into the real estate market because even though it's cold okay. outside, the market is hot. Yes, it is. Take it Ooh. away, Dita. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to hear what you have to share for this lovely 2021 that we have ahead of us. Yes. So... I didn't pull from my notes, so I'm just going to spitball here because I feel like I have this stuff like ingrained in my head. Um, And we actually did, we did talk about it a little bit last week, but I pulled all that out because I just wanted to stay really focused on the topic at hand. So as far as what's coming up or what's expected for 2021 in the housing market, you know, we are still going to be facing inventory shortages. Um, It is still going to be a very strong seller's market. And we don't foresee that changing in 2021. Like it may, it may settle down a little bit, but with interest rates staying fairly low, it's still very affordable to buy right now. So sellers are really able to take advantage of that market. Um, And that's kind of the overarching theme of 2021. And I want to kind of extend that further to that's, it very much in particular pre-existing homes. So homes that have been previously owned, not new construction. But what's also going to put constraints on the market is new construction. So we talked yeah. a little bit about it last week where, you know, builders usually have the capability to kind of keep a pretty steady market. So they typically like to keep that five to six months of inventory that we find in a so-called balanced market. But what happened last year with COVID is people reconsidered new construction because they didn't have to worry about their commute, right? They needed more space. They needed a second office and a schoolroom and all of these things. And the great thing about new construction is you can get all of that, you know, like yeah. you can either customize or just the, the floor plans they have are really advantageous for what people's needs are. And so- yeah. Because of that, it really drove demand up for new construction too. And we're going to continue to see that. And what we're seeing right now is a couple things. There's a couple things happening. Um, one is builders are very, very far out in their timelines. So we yep. used to be able to go into new construction and you know build from the ground up in four to six months. And now most builders are quoting nine to 10 months. So, you know, what we have to do is we have to, that's more than that's double. That's more than double. Yeah. And yeah. And it makes sense. 
It does. And, you know, there's, there is lumber shortages and so that's driving prices up. And so I think part of why it's taking a little bit longer is because builders are trying to hedge their bets and not buy so much lumber right now while it's high. And so they're trying to kind of push some of that demand off. (laughs) Um, And so, but what that means is, is we, you know, it's going to trickle back to the pre-existing homes because if you're building a house, that means you probably can't list your house until it gets a little bit closer. And so, you know, everything's going to get backed up. So people who are looking at new construction, who would have been able to close, let's say in July in a regular year, like if they were starting to look now, you know, let's, let's go back two years. So in 2019, if somebody went out to the spring parade of homes, they would likely be able to close by summertime. Now they're going to be closing in fall. So it's really, that's, it's, so that's going to create or continue that restraint on inventory and pre-existing homes. So really the rallying cry for this year is going to be patience and just trusting like the process because mm-hmm. it can be really frustrating for somebody who is not prepared and who doesn't have the expectation of, you know, you may have to write five or six or seven or eight, nine offers before you get an offer accepted And at this point in time, do not expect to pay the list price on a home because there is so much pent up demand. It's just the reality. And it's hard for people, especially, you know, this is just such a crazy market, like even last. So last spring, we were off to a great start and then COVID hit. And now Mm -hmm. we're kind of in the realm of this new you know, this new world we're living in. And so people are just chomping at the bit to get into a home. And so Mm -hmm. just practice patience, have faith, trust the process, and really just communicate any, you know, frustration or concern you have with your agent and your lender to try to avoid, you know, things potentially blowing up or anything like that. Like, I just want people to walk in prepared. Like, it's, you know, it's kind of like the GameStop thing, right? Like not the same (laughs) in sense of like how it's happening, but it's kind of the same thing of like, there's a whole bunch of people coming together and all those buyers are creating that demand and they are raising Mm -hmm. prices. So that's, that's where the market is going to go. I think the, I think people or the industry experts across the board expect home prices to raise anywhere between, I think the lowest was like three or 4% up to 10 to 12%. So that's just kind of where the market is going. And, and I know we're going to talk about the financing aspect next week and really like where rates are going to go and stuff, but I do just want to tie that in a little bit with just recognizing that like my side of things is only one piece of it, right? Like there is also the financing piece. So what's, what's also fueling the increased prices are the interest rates and they are, you know, lower than they have been historically. And so Mm -hmm. that is also a piece of it because I know 
you know, we have, we have weekly meetings on our team. And one of the things is this mindset around the purchase price. And what I really want to encourage buyers, especially in a market like this in, in 2021, you know, we have so much data at our fingertips, right? Like we can figure almost anything out. And what I really want to encourage buyers is to not get so hung up on the purchase price but to be really in great communication with somebody like Kelly or a mm-hmm. lender, if you're not in the state of Minnesota or Wisconsin, to be talking about what is your monthly payment, right? Oh, yes. Because can I just, I think, yeah. Can I, can I tie into this real quick? Absolutely. <clears throat> this is really, really important. And this is, it's actually something that I want to possibly do a video on. Um, I haven't done videos in so long. And actually I was thinking about it last night. I watched one of my videos from like two years ago. It feels like two years ago. I was like, I'm just doing videos. And then I went and saw my, my nail gal earlier this morning. And she was like, you haven't done a video in a very long time. What's going on? And I was like, okay, the world is telling me, the universe is telling me something. So I want to tie into this right now because it's, it's almost like, ironic and perfect timing. So these are, these are the three things that I wrote down for people to know and to be thinking about consciously before applying for a loan. And the first one is how much money do you want to be putting down? Not need to, how much do you want to, because people get hung up on that. Like, well, tell me how much I need, how much, how much I I need to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. How much do you want to, how much do you have saved up? What's the reality of your financial situation right now? How much do you want to put down on the house? Second one is what monthly payment are you comfortable with? Yep. And then the third is what is the price point, the purchase price, the price range that you've been looking at online? Because we all know everybody goes online first. <laughs> sure <laughs> <All the time. laughs> do. Yeah. So what have you been looking at online? Tell me about that and tell your real estate agent, you know, and then once we start to back into all of that, we'll be able to, you know, kind of um, set in stone and finalize all of that. But I think it, it's almost perfect to tie in with what you were saying, Dina. And, you know, I'll, I'll refresh our um, listeners' um, minds on this next week, too, of yeah. what I think is really important to uh, take into consideration. You know, I'm going to go back to what you said, our railing cry of patience you're going to have to have patience. You really are. So I'm so glad that you brought that up. So, yeah. And I, I love those questions that you ask because it kind of puts all of the pieces together, right? Like Mm -hmm. if, you know, if you only want to put X amount of dollars down, but you're looking at homes that are much more expensive than whatever that percentage is, but then you're comfortable with the medium down payment. Like how can we put the pieces together? Because I know that is something that's sometimes it skews differently. Like it's great that people have access to looking at homes online. I'm never going to bash, you know, the companies that made it easier to find right. homes. But what, what we do find is that the, the payment on there is not accurate because they're just using right. like a, basically like the best, best, best case scenario, you know, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have one of the things that can, that contribute to that best, best, best case scenario. So it's just something to be thoughtful about. 
I'm going to jot that down as a note um, to discuss for next week too about um, online mortgage calculators. Yes. And the realities with it. Yeah. So perfect. But yeah, so yeah, I know, you know, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, so we can't talk about like hard facts and data, but everything so far this year and the predictions are, it's going to be, it's going to continue to be a strong seller's market and, Mm -hmm. you know, demand is going to remain high. So yeah, it's just patience. We just have to have patience and, and, you know, educate yourself and make sure that, you know, if you want to, you know, if your lease is up and I know we've talked about this before, but like, you know, if your lease is up in August, like, let's start looking now because it may take you by the time you really hone in and figure out what you want. It may take five or six months or, you know, you can at least get in touch with Kelly and like, you know, answer some of those questions to figure out, okay, let's really figure out where the budget is so that Mm -hmm. you can get set up on a search and see like, is that realistic? Is it, are we off kilter somewhere? Because I think that's a lot of times what happens is people have this idea of, okay, I need, you know, two bedrooms, two baths, blah, 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 like all of these things, but then the budget doesn't align with that, right? Like, yeah, so there are these, these, there are these pieces of the puzzle that we have to put together. And I just think having more time versus less is always going to be helpful, especially in this market. And that goes for, and that goes for both buyers and sellers. Like if you are getting ready to sell in this market, talking to an agent well in advance. So we have a sound strategy and we know exactly what it's going to be like when we list your place. And we ensure that you either have somewhere to go, or if you are contingent, like figuring out those pieces, like it it works on both sides, right? Like we never want people to end up without a home because they list and we don't have the next step in the plan. Like we need to figure out all of those pieces as well. So just patience, be prepared, you know, do your due diligence and it will, it will all work out. So that's really where the 2021 market is going. And I'm excited to see, you know, how this, how this year shapes up. I think it's going to be, Me too. I think it's going to be a fun year. So. Me too. Yeah. I am, yeah. I am really excited about it. Um, but I think, you know, to, to tail off of what you said about the, our rallying cry for patients, it is absolutely crucial that our listeners and anybody who's looking to start the the mortgage process of getting pre-approved and going out to look at homes, it's just going to have to be like, not even on the back burner, on the forefront of your mind as you're going out, because the reality of the situation is that you're probably not going to get that first home maybe not even the second home, possibly the third, maybe the fourth. It's just kind of how the market is right now. And um, strategy too is going to be really important um, as you're putting in the offers and having a good team by your side, you know, your, your real estate agent and your mortgage lender should be talking Mm -hmm. and talking through what, what's the reality of the situation here? How can we be strategic about this offer? What's the, what, um, where's our budget at right now? What could we do if they accept our offer and we've got to have an appraisal gap coverage in place? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, let's talk really... about that. 
Yeah. Sure. Because sure. I think that was part of the conversation that I took out. So because because inventory is so low right now, what we're seeing a lot of times in order to win offers, you know, people are going so far above list price, right? Like I think I talked, you yeah. know, I had an offer the, that was accepted <laughs> that was 15% over list price. So obviously it may not appraise, right? Like, so what do we do in that situation? And what a lot of sellers and listing agents are asking for buyers is, okay, if it doesn't appraise for the price that you put on the purchase agreement, you know, are you going to come to cat? Are you going to come to closing with extra cash? And what does that look like? And so just to kind of explain it a little bit, like what it looks like on our side is basically, you know, you're either taking part of your down payment. So let's say you have, you know, 10% of a down payment. So you may have Mm -hmm. to lower that down payment to 5% potentially to cover that. And, you know, do you want to do that? Right. It's like, yeah, because is that something you want to do? And, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, then, then you have to be really careful. And that's where it's important to be having that close communication with your financial um, mortgage lender. Yeah, I almost said financial advisor, but that could be important too. (laughs) But your mortgage lender, because um, that could make a difference. I mean, it is going to make a difference in your monthly payment. It's going to adjust your your PMI. It's going to adjust your debt to income ratio. And so really being um, smart and wise about what's that, what is that um, little bit of gap there that we can do versus should we do it? (laughs) <laughs> right. And I do. Right. Yeah. And I do want to talk about, so like when I first got into the industry, I was very against appraisal gap um, or appraisal guarantees is what they generally yeah. refer to them to, because it felt like, why would you pay more for a house than what the bank thinks it's worth? Right. But mm-hmm. in this, in, in this market that we're in, I've kind of shifted my perspective of if if you as the client, as the buyer really want this home and you have the financial capability to do it, what's going to happen is when you close on that house, the house across the street is going to see what you sold, what that house is purchased for. And when they go to list, the appraiser is going to see your house. And so it's kind of the self-fulfilling prophecy of you'll get the equity back, right? Like you may not get it the day you close, but as soon as the house next door sells or the house across the street sells and it's a similar style and priced home, yeah. it's going to increase. And then you're going to have that value back because appraisers are looking at what's sold, right? Like they're not looking at what the, what it was listed for and what you brought to the table. Like they don't see that. All they see is yeah. what it was sold for. So I know people sometimes tend to get a little bit concerned about that, but I really do think that, you know, it's just the way the market is shifting. And so just kind Mm -hmm. of be prepared for that. And we can talk about, you know, through, we can talk through specific scenarios of what that looks like for somebody. Um, you know, if, if that's something that, you know, you ha- you don't have experience with, or you're like, what does that even mean? Like, please reach out to us. We're always happy to ask questions of like, okay, so in this situation, you know, what, what would have to happen? But yeah, it is yeah. good to have, have that financial flexibility for sure in this market. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's almost crucial that you do. Yeah. 
So those are, those are um, the conversations that I'm having with clients right now and really close communication with agents. Dean and I have our conversations almost on a weekly basis, sometimes a couple times a week. We do. (laughs) And um, you know, it's, it's, it is any little thing that I might be missing or need to be aware of and vice versa. You know, it's, it's important to have that really close communication with your, your teammates. So, and I do, um, go ahead. I was going to say, I do want to, um, just real quickly kind of bounce off of what you were saying about, you know, as a buyer, like being strategic and having that plan in place and understanding that I also want to circle back to on the selling side that it can be really overwhelming when you have 20 offers on your home and you're trying to figure out which offer to take. And that's really where as a listing agent, we come into place and we're going to help you determine the pros and the cons and the strategic value of each offer. So I just want to put that out there that it is important, even though it can feel like, oh, you know, homes are selling no matter what. So that's not that hard of a job. It can be very overwhelming. And it's important to have somebody, a third party who is not emotionally attached to your home to help you make the best financial decision and the, and the, you know, accept the offer that is going to give you what you need and achieve your goals as well. So I just want to make sure that we cover both sides of that, um, Beautifully stated. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully stated and um, important for our listeners to know both sides of the spectrum right now. Yeah. With our lovely market, with our lovely market. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a good one. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's all I really have. Is is there something you wanted to wrap up with? No, 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 no. I, I, I think we've covered all of our bases here and um, I'm excited for our next week's upcoming episode to share a little bit more on the finance and mortgage side um, as it pertains to what 2021 looks like in the forecast for it. So this was really great and um, very important. I, I always feel like I end the episode by saying, you know, all of this was really fruitful information for our listeners, but it's true. It is really fruitful information and we're thankful that you guys are tuning in to listen to this and um, educate yourself because that is what on a mission is all about is educating and inspiring you guys as you're going through this process. So, um, you know, cheers to 2021. Yeah. I'm looking forward. (laughs) Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. We hope you have a wonderful day and we will um, be with you and right next to you next week. Thanks for listening to On a Mission, where our goal is to educate and inspire. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends. Let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission. Bye. Bye.